seeking collaborations with influential people. At GZPR, we create passion-fueled collaborations that go beyond traditional representation, a performance agency that onboards new clients every month. Our focus is on POC collaborations. Contact us now at hellogzpr.com, a self-aware public relations agency exploring world perspectives with leading talents. Hello and welcome. My name is Tiffany Farag and welcome to Get to Know You, a podcast for those who want to open conversations and access deeper dialogue, where conversations can become stronger when we explore our thinking and behavior. Every Tuesday, a new question will be asked to our guest speaker. Genuine, everyday people here to have insightful conversations. My next guest speaker is returning again. She's from New Jersey. She's a relationship photographer, creative journal, expression arts coach, founder of Genius Relationships, and the host of Life Picks Relationships podcast. She had the opportunity to study abroad in England for over for two years. She lives her life observing people and picking their brains. Through her research, she has found out that, ironically, differentiation brings you closer in a relationship. The more you become your own person, develop more self-awareness, and be more vulnerable with yourself, the more you'll be vulnerable to your partner. Welcoming back, SD Rappaport, to get to know you. Welcome back, SD. Hey, Tiffany. Thank you so much for having me again. I thank am really excited. <laughs> thank you so much for coming back. As always, I just love talking with you, and it's always it's always a, a delightful conversation. So listeners, uh, the question today is, how can we not center ourselves in conversation? Now, ST, when I first brought this question to you, what did you think? Okay, so I thought a million things because, yeah, that's just me and the way I think. (laughs) But actually, I was speaking it over with my friend who loves this podcast, by the way. Um, And I asked her, like, what do you think? Just to get even more out of it. Yeah. And she said two really, really important, I think not just interesting, but important facts to take into consideration before you even start. One is you have to realize if a person is self-centered in conversation, if maybe there's a deeper issue of in general in their life, they're being self-centered. The second big one she said was, Many times people push the conversation away from them, the opposite. They don't, they're not self-centered at all. They push the conversation away from them because they want to hide something because they don't want to talk about themselves. So there's a whole lot to it. You don't want to be self-centered, but you have to make sure that you're having the healthy balance to get it right. Well, that's an interesting two things that you mentioned there. The first one about not about just continuously talking about yourself, but you can also not center yourself in a conversation and still talk about something else. You can so sorry, you can center yourself in a conversation in a way, but you're you're still talking about something, or okay. be the only one talking, right? We're Is that considered one of because that's your even if you're. A self-centered person, I think, I think, I don't know. I don't have any research based on it, but just from my 
personal experience is a self-centered person. It doesn't especially have to be about their life, about their job, no. about their friends. They think this idea is cool. They got this new outfit or even that like they want to go and do this have nothing to do with them especially, but they're the one talking and they don't want being self-centered. So they have a much bigger problem there. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. I think if you are only the one talking or centering yourself in the conversation, there is a, it's stemming from a bigger problem. That's why that's why they have that kind of behavior, of course. But let's say you're me and you are having a conversation right now, and you start telling me something about yourself. Now you're telling me something about yourself. That's not being centered. It's just it's time for you to talk, and I it's for you to share something about yourself. And and I'm a friend of yours, so I want to listen to what that is. So. And then while you're speaking about yourself or you're talking about something or an experience or something that upset you or hurt you or or whatever it may be, and then I all all of a sudden start relating to you and saying, oh, yeah, I remember this happened to me too. Now that takes away the conversation, takes it away from you. Now it's about me. So if I'm able to be like, okay, wait, Esty's talking now. It's about her. She's got something that she wants to talk about. And we're having this conversation. This right now, this time is for her. I'm not going to bring myself into the conversation to relate to her. I know sometimes people say relating makes somebody else be more vulnerable, but in many cases, and not unless the person, if the person hasn't finished talking, if you can tell if someone wants to talk more about what they what they've come to you to talk about, don't bring yourself into it. Like I would like allow them to like keep it going and and keep them going, keep them probing them a bit more to bring out more of that conversation, to hear what it is they have to say. But it it really, when you do that, the dynamic completely changes and the person feels heard. Yeah, for sure. For sure. When you, you're not just, oh, agreeing with that, but you're looking to make it even deeper. Okay. What else is there that you haven't said yet? Remember, there's always, always more, no matter how much a person said. I think that's like the biggest thing you want to know is like, there's always more. So like you said, ask more questions, get them. Sometimes just an open-ended question will bring out like another 20 minutes of like more problems and things and stuff that they just need to get out that you could understand even better. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And the other thing that you mentioned, like somebody else, and I think me and you can maybe fall into this category where we can completely like take the whole conversation away from ourselves and just focus on that person and and ask them many many questions and you know it's completely taken out you know we 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 completely remove ourselves from the conversation entirely so in that aspect in most in like in many cases it's a good thing i think for just to, to be somebody you, you know shows you're a good listener and you're able to actively listen and hear what someone's saying um but I think in conversations like that, if the other person doesn't ask you and you or put it back on you, then I think that by that person going with what you're doing or going with what you're saying and you continuously throwing it back on them, in that, in that form, it, they, you could be even if they didn't want to center themselves in the conversation, pushing them to center themselves in the conversation. So it's flip of it, pushing them to be in the center of yeah. conversation. Yeah. 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 I think it's also realizing, is it like this one time thing? Like right now mm. one person needs to talk and 
it's going to be about them? Or is it this person is never talking about themselves and they're always pushing about someone else? And you to look at the whole picture here. Exactly. So how many times, how many interactions have you had this person? Are you regularly around them, regularly talking with them, and then always just talking about themselves? Or it's a new someone new that you've just met, or even a date. Like I'll be honest, if I go on a date and somebody just talks about themselves the whole time and never flips it back on me, I'm not going on a second date. Yeah, that's a self-centered person. <laughs> yeah, you just tend to, to be like, no, I'm good, I'm good, thank you. Especially on a date where you're trying to learn more and figure out the other person. Yeah, exactly. And nothing wrong with talking. Like, I think it's important to be vulnerable and share about yourselves, but bring it back to the other person also to give them the opportunity. Like it's like an equal conversation, especially when you first, especially when you first meet someone. So I actually found some research, which was, I thought was interesting. So the research that shows that why we love to talk about ourselves. So there were these studies that were done by this neuroscientist, like this, which did these series of studies. And like they basically try to understand how talking about ourselves affects our brain. So they used brain images scanners and like they monitored what happens with the blood flow to the neurons and, and things like that. And they found that um, that the area of the brain that was responding to like pleasure, for example, like when you're eating like chocolate or like sex or like money and things like that, um, that it was increased or the dopamine was increased in the same way as talking to yourself. It had the same rewards, like that, that addictive, that, you know, that, increase in dopamine when you talk about yourself it was the same pleasure effects as food and sex and chocolate and money and all of that so that was like okay that makes sense why a lot of people tend to only want to talk about themselves because they're getting that kind of really quick uh increase what what do you think about that it's really cool and i think it goes makes me think again about the fact of someone having that issue of being self-centered because it could be more people look self-centered than they are really. They're just, they're not trying to be self-centered, but biologically they're enjoying it without thinking about it consciously and they just end up doing it more. Yeah, exactly. It was interesting. Like it's like, it can be even addictive. That's why they're doing it as well. People talk because it's addictive. It's it's giving you that that bit of increase in, in dopamine. So, in many cases, they're not. It was like close to addic- an addiction, which is like super interesting. So then it takes a lot of effort to stop talking about yourself and to and to listen instead. Okay, so my question is then: Why do some people not like to talk about themselves? Because they're f- afraid of being vulnerable. But you can talk about yourself all day and not say anything vulnerable. Some people, if they're not asked, because I've I've had this kind of conversation before, two types of people. Some people will just talk about themselves without being asked. Some people need to be asked to talk about themselves. Oh, yeah. That's the difference. And some people feel like, well, if you're truly interested in knowing me, you're going to ask about me for me to share then with you. That's how some people kind of see it. And... Other people will happily just tell you every, you know, lots of things about themselves. Yeah, I think we need to balance a mix of both. Like you have to know when you should go and share something, even if you're not asked, and when it's just not the place. 
Um, but again, like we said before, you could be self-centered in the conversation without talking about yourself. So maybe they're just talking and not, oh, but then if, but you said the research is only if they're talking about themselves. So then I guess never mind. Yeah. So the research just to talk about yourself is the addictive behavior. Yeah, um, okay. but yeah, people can just, just dominate the conversation as well. Yeah. But is that, that maybe that has the same effects about talk than about you know, similar to talking to yourself. If you're just talking because you need to talk or you. I doubt it. I would see maybe like a little bit, but probably not the same effects. Not the same. I don't as, know. Yeah. I'm not a scientist, but. No, <laughs> no but yeah, this was from uh, these uh, two Harvard neuroscientists that that, that uh, completed this study, which was super interesting. People way, way, way smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> super interesting. So, um. This doctor, his name is Dr. Keith Webb, he went into like some kind of things that people could do to stop talking about themselves and listen instead. So one of the first things is be aware of whose story is being told. So basically, like listen to the story in a conversation. Whose story is it? If it's theirs, don't hijack the story by sharing your own. That's more simple. That is harder than like it's a lot harder to do that. Yeah, and I actually had someone, I think it was, I don't remember anymore. I think it was someone from the Genius Relationship course who said, yes, that's where it was from, how she said that, um, taking that one step further, not just listening whose story it is, when somebody else is talking, go into their shoes. Basically, when you listen, not just only go into your shoes, when somebody's talking, there's a movie that's being set plate, okay? When you're talking, I see the movie from my point of view. When you're talking about yourself, you see the movie from a different point of view. When somebody else is talking, you're going to want to go into their movie while they're talking. Then it's much easier to understand who's the story talking about. That way, even if you disagree with them, even if you think what they're saying is totally wrong, while you're listening to them, you're really listening to them and you're not flipping it on yourself because you're watching their movie. That's a great thing. And that's so true. Like when someone's telling me a story, I'm already going into a movie. Like I actually like picture things and like I play something out in my head as they're telling me a story about themselves. So that that's yeah, a- yeah. Now the question is, is that movie, are you picturing it from outside or are you picturing it as if you're that person in the situation? Uh, yeah. What would be better than to think to do? Picture well, it from the outside or put yourself in those, in those shoes. When you're listening to them, I think it's better to be in their shoes, to be that person applying for the job, to be that person cooking dinner, whatever it is. If When you're responding to them, then you go out and you look at the picture. So that way you could be more objective and not just – depends. obviously it depends on the situation. If you see that right now, do they just need like comfort? Then that's, you're going to give them empathy. Yeah. Um, but if they need advice, then you're going to give them that from the outside. They can't see that in their shoes. So while you're listening, you're listening to it from their point of view. So you could really understand much more. Imagine next time someone tells you a story, instead of just seeing the movie, you're the one who's walking to the store, who's doing this. And then you smell their smells. Then you see all the sights and you taste all those things. You get a whole different view, a whole different perspective of the story that they're saying. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely think I like I on I know I definitely do that, but I ha- I want to be more aware now if I'm doing it from a third person like looking out of it or am I actually in their shoes kind of going through the motions. That'd be cool cuz like you, I think you'll have different things to say if you're doing one or the other. Like to add to the conversation or to ask your friend. 1000%. Yeah, then you could really understand them on a much deeper level. Yeah, exactly. 
Another thing that this Dr. Webb mentioned, what he said was, look for what you can learn, not what you can say. He's like, I love to tell funny, like, I love to tell like funny stories. And that's something that a lot of people love to do. So it's easy for people to jump into a conversation as like the entertainer. Like, you know, someone says something and then you just jump in because you're like, oh, this, like make a joke out of it, you know? And like, is it appropriate time um, to do that as a person is saying that? But like, or what value does that have for that experience or what they're sharing with you? So kind of, you know, what can you learn from the conversation? Not Not a way to respond. Yeah, yeah. And again, to add to that, I remember years ago, I had a teacher who said to do this, I... I was always the opposite one, like asking the questions. It wasn't so major for me, but I remember a lot of people were really liked what you said was really similar to this was in the end of a conversation, stop and think, is there five new things that I learned about this person Mm -hmm. that I didn't know before? Mm -hmm. If you're going to know, you're going to have to answer that in the end of the conversation, you're going to make sure to listen out for it. Yeah. That's a great way to be like, that's a great I guess, question to ask yourself before you enter a conversation. Okay, this, my intention in going into this conversation is to learn five things about this person. Yeah. That's really, really great. Do you actively do that? Are you, are you aware of that all the time or are you? is there something that only sometimes like, you can tap into? So like I said, I'm on the flip of it. I usually am the one asking more questions, <laughs> maybe a bit too much. Like sometimes people feel interrogated by me, especially since I started the podcast, actually. People are like, <laughs> I just want to speak to you like a friend. I'm not as a podcast host. I'm like, I do this always. But yeah, that's just what I do. So it's a bit hard for me to answer that one. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, I'll flip it back on you now. Like, what uh, did you, do you learn to, because you're always doing it. We're always doing it, both of us. So it's not hard. It's not hard when we, when we do this. So. It's quite easy. But even though sometimes like I don't know when when I'm speaking with you, I can I can tend to I'll flip it back and I'll share about myself. I don't know why. I just feel there's that level of comfort where we're able to keep flipping back, flipping back and forth. Hold Maybe. on, I have a question. Yes. So for you, you don't speak about yourself because of the level of comfort? Hmm. I will share like you know, just in the beginning of you knowing someone, you, you share some things. And then if somebody wants to know a bit more, I won't just share it. Like they'll ask me a question and I'll share a bit more. Or if they want to really probe and go a bit deeper, they'll ask me. But I won't just, I won't just, and it would be level of comfort as well, I would say. Like there's a, you know, a, a vibe, a feeling that you, a level of warmth, a level of maturity that you need to feel from somebody, a level of openness to see, oh, I can actually, and it's not something you think about. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then I'm like, I can actually, you know, go a bit deeper with this person. And it's not with everyone. I know, know, that's a funny thing. A lot of people think we would just do this with anybody, but it's not with anyone. And it's always- you shouldn't open up to everyone. No, exactly, exactly. And even as podcasters, we're quite selective of who we do this with. We're not going to yeah. just do this with anyone. And and I'm sure you do too. We have we both have friends who we don't dive as deep as we do in our podcast with our friends. Like those friends, yeah, like they we could have maybe deep conversations with them, but they wouldn't it's not 
a, a recurring thing or it's not an, an always thing, depending on like, you know, your, the types of friends that you have or the types well, of. Well, that com- goes back to the question. It's a little off topic, but some people, they call everybody friends. Like yeah. they have one per, one conversation with them and they're their friend. Mm-hmm. Some people only select people are their friends. Yes. What category do you fall under? I select people who are my friends. And I think you do that as you get older. I will be very like, but sometimes people think, oh, if you have many friends, that means you don't have any true friends. And I think that's wrong. It depends on your openness and and how many people you meet and how many relationships that you want to invest in. And it's not a bad thing if you want to invest in more than three relationships. Yeah, friendships. it takes a lot of time and effort. Yeah, it does. Not it's not a bad thing. And I like doing that. So I take time and effort and I will invest in my friendships because it's something that I enjoy and it like and value. So I, and, but I am still selective. Like I won't just do this with anybody. Yeah. Okay. Now for me, because I'm like that, I'm really selective of who's going to be considered a friend. Mm -hmm. If I can have these deep conversations with someone on a constant basis, obviously it depends off. And I talk to them and that could be based on other things, but on a constant basis, then personally, I just won't call them a friend. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I, I do like that. <laughs> I like that. I I can, I will, like, all of my close friends I have deep conversations with. I know everything about them. They're like, you know, like, they're not friends anymore. They're family. That's where we're at. Like, I've seen them in, in all their shades of color, all their layers, all their everything. Okay. Um, but do you have, like, a pyramid of friendship? Like, you know, those really, really levels, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's some who are, yeah, we're good friends, but we're not as close as the close friends, but we're still good friends. We're developing. We could get that close, but there's like a pyramid of friendship. Maybe I would consider people, if I'm putting effort into the relationship and I'm talking to you all the time and things like that, I'm in, I'm investing my time because I think this is a long-term friendship that will be a close friendship. Inevitable and eventually. Do you understand what I mean? Okay. If so I'm not I investing will only time, call that person a friend when they have reached that stage. Yes. It's just different. There's yes. no. <laughs> okay. Yep. Sure. Okay. I get that. I like that. Um, yeah. If I don't see you as a long term friend, I won't call you a friend. Okay. That's probably. You see, you know, it's really interesting. Another random thing, but so many times we people get into fights. Yeah. about definitions of words. Like, let's say you could say she's a friend and he'll say he's not a friend. And it's mm-hmm. only because I call someone a friend at the end stage and you call someone a friend at the beginning stage. If you think about it, I think over half our fights will be gone about just because of that. Just because of how, what we're using that word. <sighs> he's I a friend. Having... No, she's not a friend. She is a friend. But yeah. you spoke to her yesterday. Yeah, but I didn't have a deep conversation with her. But you just, that's just the way it happens. And then, yeah. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I had this conversation about the word or the words breaking point. And the way I was talking about it, I was, that's what I thought that person also meant the same thing. But then when they said, no, when I say breaking point, it means this to me. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, now that we're having a whole different conversation. Exactly. That's why we're talking these- about conversations are so important very important absolutely absolutely but unfortunately like like we always say like a lot of people don't know how to do this so that's why it it, you know i think the limit the amount of good or people you would call a friend is is limited because so many people don't know how to have deep conversation that that you do like yeah well i had to learn that the hard way (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly 
another thing that this Dr. Webb mentioned was asking probing questions. And that's something we're both really good at. And I don't think a lot of people know how to probe another person. Good. So how can you, let's like take it one step further, just because me and you know how to do it. How can the listeners go and probe, ask her probing questions? I love to just go with just the simple things. Like when someone's telling me a story or saying something, sometimes they don't go deep enough or kind of get there. And then I'll be like, okay, so what happened next? Okay. And then? And then where, where did that go from there? So just even just like going with the story in that kind of way. You're just conscious you- of it so you know that. It's not like that. They're especially hard, complicating questions, no. but you're just being open to more. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Or like, oh, how did you figure that out? You know, just that's just, you know, kind of those. It's like you're, it's, it's almost like you're just, you know, talking about yourself, like kind of just go with, it doesn't, people think, oh, for you to ask probing questions, you need to be philosophical and you need to be like, you know, uh, really a big reader and you need to be all of that. But those questions that I that I just mentioned, that doesn't need anything but listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you? So I think that it starts with that, like, okay, what happened next? But after the person said a certain amount of the story or you have a certain relationship with that person, you're... I find it tends to be more useful, not just, okay, what happened next, but asking specific things that are also very open-ended questions, but they're a little bit deeper and they tend to lead to deeper things. So questions about emotions, questions about more vulnerable things in general, things that they wouldn't have especially said, but like maybe let's say you know that they had a bad a bad relationship with their mother, let's say. So then you would go and say, okay, so how did your mother think of that? Obviously, mm-hmm. it depends on the situation. So it's not like a hard, crazy question, mm-hmm. but it's more in that way where the hard stuff are. Well, the hard stuff comes out. Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't know how to do that. That's probably, you know. Yeah, that like, come, it takes that come, time. It takes, Sorry it, with what you said. Just though, yeah, yeah, I'm just giving them, giving them the, 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 the little, you know, the easy <laughs> steps to do. But it's I don't think it's hard to ask because – you know, when you're sitting with yourself in your own head, you're asking yourself so many questions, either subconsciously or consciously. You're doing it to yourself. So why don't you just say them out loud to somebody else? Yeah, yeah. You just have to make sure that the space and the environment you created with the other person is okay for them to answer. Because if they're going to answer and then you're just going to say, oh, but this, or insult them or beat them up in some sort of way, that's just going to backfire. No, so- Exactly. Even if you completely disagree, you are the one that asked that question to remember. But even if not, they're a human being, then just accept it and listen. And then you could disagree in a nice way. Yes, absolutely. Like it, like you said, like it depends on your level of friendship or your level of comfort and openness with the person to what level or degree that you can ask particular questions. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sure. yeah. Like, um, Don't go over to your boss and ask him a really private question. Well, you can if <laughs> – you depends on how, how that uh or what kind of relationship you have there or yeah professional okay i guess comfort. after a few months of working there and yeah that, you could that? you could kind of depending on who they are kind of maybe do it do you have some like crazy story there <laughs> i'll like. share them with you later <laughs> uh guys okay, so another one is um when you do talk about yourself keep it brief so like since we since um 
you know that the other person wants to talk, keep, you know, maybe share something about yourself if you want to or you need to, but keep it really brief so that you can just keep the question, like use it maybe to invite the other person to, to share more about themselves. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like maybe like say something like, oh, I'm sure you've had a lot of, like maybe share something, but oh, I'm sure you've had a lot of experience with this. What do you think? Right. Or like, It keeps the. Or what about you? Right, right. It keeps the conversation in balance, but like they don't feel like they're you're interrogating them, but you're still focusing it on them instead of exactly, exactly. Like and sometimes like it's a maybe a nice way to briefly mention something about yourself to show that you're listening, that you're kind of relate, you know, like kind of or yeah, just showing that you're listening and that you can hear them. Yeah, or yeah. if you, especially too, like with the sec, with the question before, with the one the, with the probing of the questions, you know, it, it it just really like before maybe you ask a question, there's something that you mentioned there to get them to go go a bit further, right? To go a bit further into that, yeah. So you use it to push the conversation. Use it not to turn the conversation onto you, but use it as like leverage to push the conversation with them even further. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Do you do that a little bit in your in like when you're having conversations with people or do you find that you don't do that at all? I don't do that enough. I do do it, but mm-hmm. I think I could do it more. <laughs> that you can share a bit more. Are I you... just like ask like straight out questions. Okay, so what that? What was that? But do you, do you find that you're trying to avoid people asking you questions? Are you not wanting to share? I'm really, really curious as a human being, as a person, I'm just like, curious about everything and about that person and I really want to understand them so a lot of times I get into almost this conflict in my head I'm like okay I should be sharing it's not that I don't want to share but mm-hmm. I am so curious and I really want to understand this other person which should I do and I usually I want to understand the other person <laughs> goes first <laughs> but if they were to probe you is that something that you're comfortable in yeah, I'm comfortable with it, but then I always, I before I answer, like, it away. I mentally go through, are they doing it because they're doing it polite? Are they doing it because they feel like they have to? Or are ah. they doing it because they, they're really interested? Or like, what's going on here? Are they doing it to push? Maybe like the conversation is getting too much for them. They don't want it anymore. So then I could ask a different question. Sometimes that happens a lot. Like I'll ask a question that's really hard and they just... <laughs> They don't want to answer. So they say, oh, but say, well, now let's like something about you. Okay. And I'll be like, okay, that was just to get away from my answer. So we could ask a different question. That's not as deep, but it's still about them. Oh, that's interesting. What kind of, can you tell me, like, if you remember what kind of question was asked that was like, oh, I can't, I need to run away from this. Like if it was too deep. I don't remember remember specific ones. They're usually like those really deep things. Many times they're, could be, they could be questions about traumas from the past. So ah, even if they're okay. willing to share on some level, not all the way, mm-hmm. um, sometimes it could be it just getting very emotional, not like a situation that's happening now, but there's a lot of emotion coming mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, okay, if take a step back, you don't want to yeah, put this yeah. person in a place that feels unsafe. So sure. fine, I get that. Like, I think it's really important when you ask questions to always make sure it's really clear the other person knows that they don't have to answer. They could say, no, I don't want to answer. Mm-hmm. 
great point. It's, it's very, people like know that technically, you know that you don't have to, but then when you're, someone asks you a question, you feel like you have to. So you're like, I always say, okay, you don't have to answer if you don't want. Yeah, like, I literally. do this. I do the same sometimes like when we're doing our like just connecting kind of like having a familiarity meeting kind of before we podcast with people, you know, just getting to know them. We're just talking away and then we're having a conversation about something and maybe it's a bit personal, but like I'm going to ask a personal question. You don't have to answer. Yeah. Um, and then I ask, <laughs> but they always answer. <laughs> but I, I and they answer the, usually or don't. They answer all the time. <laughs> Yeah, especially when you say that, sometimes it <laughs> depends on the situation. Sometimes yeah. they feel stupid afterwards not asking, especially if it's it's like personal, but not that personal. Like it's like personal, <laughs> but for it's only personal for a business setting, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. So then like, okay, then they feel stupid. But sometimes, but it is really important because sometimes it could be a really like emotional thing and the person emotionally not ready for it. It's not right to them. No. Do you ever talk about yourself to get the other person to speak more? Do I see, I see what you're doing there. You're pushing it back on me now. <laughs> see, I see what you're well, doing there. This conversation <laughs> has to be like extra aware of it because of the topic that we're talking about. <laughs> I wouldn't have asked if it was a regular one, but I was like, oh my gosh, I have to ask that. <laughs> no, you don't have to. No, you don't have to. So you, do I push away conversations? But I'm really curious also. Do you know, sometimes I ask, like I'm asking questions and I ask a lot of questions and blah, blah, blah. And then sometimes like, real like you know sometimes a person will push it back on me and some most times they won't but many times I ask questions that I don't have answers for if somebody asked me yeah like I'm just curious so I have these questions but it doesn't mean I know the answers if you would ask me those same questions you know sure. what I mean but oh, yeah oh. It, it would depend on the depend on like the, like if it's personal about me I won't deflect away because I'm like oh I like that this person asked me that question they want to know me more and usually it's kind of a deeper question so they're quite attentive they're hearing me they're present yeah and it's one-on-one it depends mm-hmm. on the setting too if we're in a group setting there's a lot of things I wouldn't share yeah I and think I'm this sure whole conversation us, is about one-on-one conversations exactly I think so too yeah so like one-on-one um and if I have a level of comfort with somebody that I could go and share you know uh, quite deep things i would say have you ever heard, have you heard about watch my friend sent me this video about communicate or talking in in sweden so the swede swedish people avoid small talk they call it dead talk they don't like I wish. Doing it. they don't do it at <gasps> I all hate small talk okay <laughs> yeah so the whole that's it's a thing there it's like that's the culture over there so when they don't like it at all and so they were describing themselves as, oh, this researcher was describing the Swedish culture as they're like a coconut, hard on the outside and soft on the inside. It's like it takes a long time to get in there. And it was the joke of, oh, you, you know, you need to be, you need to spend 10 years before like a Swedish person will really let you in. So, and then the American culture was, it was compared to that. It was kind of described as a peach, soft, you can go, you know, quite deep and soft, but then the, the core is quite hard to really piss it all the way in so and then so I was trying peach. to think what kind of fruit am I what kind of fruit are <laughs> I would say you're like like I couldn't even say this for myself I don't want to say what it is for you because I'd like to hear what you think of yourself but I was like no I don't think I'm a coconut or a peach I think I'm an apple so I was like I don't think I'm super smoothly like getting in but like it's, it's soft like it can still go through but then there's parts of me like the seeds that are quite 
like closed that would only be open to very 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 specific people so i would say i'm an apple (laughs) what do you say about that if i after me mentioning this to you what would you consider yourself i would probably say a uh, coconut <laughs> a coconut really what do you think Are you i so would surprised? say yeah, i wouldn't say no 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 i wouldn't say you're what would you say because you what? do like i wouldn't say you're a peach but you are able to have deep conversation which is really great but i think with you I don't know if it's a coconut though. I, I think it's another. There fruit. may be like something in between, like a peach, like an apple and a coconut. Something that's like hard, but not as like maybe like an orange or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe like an orange, like the peel. Like I think it maybe maybe like an orange. No, I think you've got a harder core though. <laughs> harder than hard. Oh, a harder core. <laughs> yeah, I think you've got a harder See, core. Like you a like a mango side. type of core. Yeah, but like a harder <laughs> peel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know what fruit that is. What fruit is that? What what fruit is that? I don't, I don't even know what fruit what fruit that could be. But yeah, something like that, like a, like a harder peel with like a bit of a core. Like I think that's that's where that's where I'm that kind of fruit, whatever that may be. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. I think that would make yeah yeah more of what I think what you could be. But yeah, what do you think of that? Like the Swedish people call it dead talk, and they avoid it completely. So they don't have okay. they don't no. don't like talking to anybody. So in the in the study they were just saying, you know, Spanish people spend most of their time looking at their phones when they're walking in the streets and make sure they don't make any eye contact with anyone. We're in Sweden or in, Sp- or in Spain? In, in Sweden. Okay. Now I have a very interesting relationship with this because I hate small talk. I yeah. absolutely hate it. I used to be so bad at it, never do any of it. People would call me and then like I would I would like say bye and like hang up and then they would like call me back a minute later. I think we got cut off and I'll be like oh, I'm not because <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, are you serious? I can't even I tell you how many times I think we got me. cut off. Oh my gosh. You see, this is hilarious. I'm like, I hung up, we're oh, done wow. the conversation. You call me back to tell me bye again, like what? <laughs> not for me (laughs) that's so funny that is funny as i love But i got so much feedback from so many people just telling me how bad it was that i decided you know like whenever when how does the saying go that like when 10 people tell you something then like maybe it's right uh there's a quote about it i don't know um so through work as a like I was like okay I'm gonna have to practice it it's easy for my brain it was easier to say like okay this is a work thing that I have to do like there's a lot of things for work I don't like so one of them is doing that small talk in the beginning and in the end so I know that I'm gonna have to do that um and I think it just made it easier for me to do in general but so now I do it Mm -hmm. but I hate it I still hate it but you hate it I can relate to that uh I well, it really depends. Like if I'm in a doing an activity, I don't really want to talk about it's not even small talk. I just want to play. It's like I just want to be playful. I don't it's you know, it's a playful kind. We're doing an activity, we're playing, you know, going ice hockey, skating on ice, we're doing something silly, going like throwing paint bombs, you know, going doing like an activity of some sort. You're not going to have like a deep conversation when you're running right. around playing a game. That's why I hate dates where there are things like that because I don't get the point of it. 
of like for me it's around. all about the deep conversation so we're <laughs> gonna have fun i get it you want to have fun but well if whatever. they're mixed together like if there's an activity and then after that we're like well, you can have some fun laugh play whatever. oh what well, goes to get and then, some food or something where you have could some, sit and have it, a Okay. Exactly. So like having that little playfulness, like if I'm doing an activity, I won't, you know, do that. But usually you, you're doing something like that and then you're eating afterwards. Yeah. And that's when, you know, those kinds of things can happen. And and it's a cultural thing too. Like I wouldn't just do it with any culture, especially too, obviously you wouldn't because you can't speak the language. So the small talk is the only talk you can have, right? That is so hard. I do not know how you do it. Well, you, you got to do like it's usually in a setting because I'm doing some kind of activity. It's not like a, an exchange. Like if I was going to like a language, have you ever been to a language exchange? So no. there's, there's these things in Madrid called language exchanges and, you know, Spanish people go and English speakers go to it to sit there and try and have a conversation in another language. Okay. So unless you have, go and you're going to a place where you're trying to have this open, you're trying to speak another language. And that's kind of the setting that it is, then then it can happen. But I think in general, if you're going to another country and you're trying to communicate, you never get you know, it's it's harder to have you know what? I'm gonna take that back. I've had conversations, deep conversations with people who best speak hardly any in English. I think it's possible, it just needs some patience. It needs some patience and it really just depends on the person. You just need to have like a connection and you can have a connection without having to speak the same language. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like how I just took that back. I was just like, no, I'm just thinking no, like, I have had that with people. Well, you know, what? I like that you said that because that's what conversation is. Conversation in your head, you have mush of words and sentences and thoughts and things that just don't make sense. And when you talk them out, it just comes out. So in the beginning, you thought that and while you continue just talking it out. I didn't even have to say anything. You realize to yourself. That's why when you're feeling bad, not good emotions, really excited, whatever it is, you're not sure what decision to make. Literally, all you need is to just get it out of your head and organize things. Exactly, exactly. Exactly, exactly, absolutely. So one of the last things that this Dr. Webb mentioned, we said, if you say the words I, me, and my, you're talking about yourself. So it's like, Instead, use you and your to keep the focus on the other person. Okay. Do you know what I think of that when I think of first thing? I just use the word I, I know. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, what do you think of that? Because I work with relationships. Mm -hmm. I can't even tell you how many times I heard this, and I think it's really good advice, but it's Mm -hmm. completely opposite of that. When you are Mm -hmm. talking to your partner. Yes. Instead of blaming them and saying, you did this, you mm. want to flip it and say, I feel like this when you do that. Mm-hmm. So it just makes me realize that there's no rule that is good for when every time <laughs> and you have to realize what the situation yeah, is. Yes, like what conversation is this? Who is it with? I got to flip it back. Like, is this rule applied to here or is it applied to something else? That's so true. That's so true, especially, yeah, like as you deal with relationships, you talk about relationships all the time. Like you don't want to say you, you. And the minute you mention you and you don't even mention anything else, the person automatically is defensive. Yeah. Yeah, sure. But it's really good advice when you see it another way. So it's interesting to see it like that. <laughs> yeah, I find that really, that's, I find that really, really interesting. So I found this whole conversation so much fun and a lot of interest, you know, so interesting for me and, and you and like, I loved it. I really, really loved it. As you know, 
uh, ST, before we end the conversation, I always like to ask, how has this conversation with me, this topic, highlighted anything to you or made you reflect a bit differently? It for sure made me view the way I talk to people differently. For example, I always knew that I had to put myself in there a tiny bit more just to get the conversation going. I'm not, no, I always knew I had to put myself a tiny bit in there, but more, a little bit more than what I do now. The fact that while we spoke about it, it came out, you could use it to help the other person speak more about themselves. I think it's when I know that now and remember that more is going to help me be able to do that even more. So I'm going to be sharing more, but it's going to be for the other person. So that was a really big one. And just in general, how I talk to people. I love that. That's very nice. I love that. Well, thank you so much again, as always, coming onto the podcast. It's like one of my favorite things. And I love that we keep doing this. It's just like the best thing ever. Like, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Well, thank you, Tiffany. This was such fun. You never disappoint me. (laughs) So much fun. I'm glad. Thank you for listening to Get to Know You. If you enjoyed this podcast, rate, review, and share the podcast on Facebook or Instagram. You can tag me at Get to Know You with Tiffany Farrah. In my mission to open conversations and access deeper dialogue, I want to hear from you, listeners. The question again, how can we not center ourselves in conversation? Leave an audio, video, or a message on the Facebook or Instagram page of your response to today's question, including your name and where you are from. We'll include some different responses in next week's Get to Know You Cafe to further deepen dialogue on this topic. If you have any topics you would like us to discuss, be sure to tag me in a post with your question. Join us every Tuesday on Get to Know You.